hood, little puppy. You don't live on the street. You don't want no money. You want something to eat. Got your own water bowl. You don't need my drink. Take a shit and walk off like your shit don't stink. You your own boss. You don't need no leash. All your shots up to date. You ain't got no fleas. Bouncing puppy, bouncing puppy like you're trying to get free. Bouncing puppy, bouncing little puppy, bouncing for me. You can hang with your girls or you can chill with a treat. I can leave you in your cage and you won't even pee. You can fetch a ball, but you ain't fetching for free. You can chill in the house, but you love when we leave. You a good puppy. You ain't sassy. You don't lick me in the face. That's nasty. Funky is what Funky do. Forward's favorite podcast. The Funky Down Podcast. Jim, James, Tim. What's his name? I wrote it down. Jeff. <laughs> Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey this Lord is- Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like this? It is like a weak ejaculation. <laughs> Jeff. The Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Oh, Jeffrey. If you don't know the Lord, you're F and F. Like, really, is this the level that you sung to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. Hey, 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 and happy Valentine's Day from Funky Town Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Lord. All right, everybody, sit your bottoms down, sit your bottoms down. All right. We got a fun show for you today. Um, our interview is with The Cubes. They are a Fort Worth band, they play Fort Worth, Denton, Dallas. Um, they record in Fort Worth and Austin. They're psychedelic. Very cool. Young dudes. Um, I've been digging on them over the last year. You've heard some of the songs if you listen to the show regularly. Um, I played a few of the songs. As a matter of fact, I think I didn't even tell them, but they got an awardee. An awardee. <laughs> They got a Lordy Awardy. Oh, Lordy. Give me the Awardy. They got the Lordy Awardy um, for song, for musical nugs that make you blast off, man. That's what it was. And I didn't even tell them about that. So, hey, Cubes, guys, if you're listening, I did, I forgot to tell you that I got you guys a Lordy um, last year for um, whatever. Anyways, I like the Cubes. Um, I'm kind of out of it today. It's already Monday. It's almost 10 o'clock at night, and I'm just now doing this podcast. You guys have no idea how busy I stay sometimes with a wife and kids and things like Super Bowls and Valentines. And the last couple of weeks, I was trying to do a show, and I had tons of songs to play. Um, but I don't know, man. It's kind of sad. I buried my favorite uncle few weeks ago and then um somebody else in the family not somebody else connected to the family passed as well and last weekend i went out and saw my friend april who she took her life gosh i think it's been about six seven years ago now i went and saw her mom this past weekend so it was just a lot of mourning i guess the last couple weeks and i just couldn't you know get around to doing a show um so I had lots of sad songs to play and <laughs> everything, but um, put it off and put it off and put it off. And it's like, okay, I got to do a show, got to do a show. So I reached out to the Cubes and was like, hey man, I want somebody to come on, do a phone interview. And um, they wrote back and was like, they all three wanted to come on and do a phone interview. And I don't typically like to do 
phone interviews with three people, um, especially if I don't know them. I have done it before, um, like with Bruce Magnus, but I know all three of those guys pretty well. So when I'm talking to them, I can picture who I'm talking to in my head. And when they talk back to me, I recognize the voices. So I know who I'm talking to and who is saying what. This interview with the Cubes is a little bit, um, I don't know, it was, it was hard for me. Maybe you can tell because I, I kept talking to all three of them as one entity, <laughs> the Cubes, instead of as Travis or um, as Landry or what have you. Um, so it was a little weird, a little weird dismount. Actually, it wasn't that bad. Um, it was actually a really good interview. They had some really good um, thoughtful answers to some of their stuff. We had a little bit of fun. Um, like I said, it's just the, I don't know them at all. I've never met them. I haven't seen them play. I just listened to their music and like it. And so I wanted to have them on. So it was a little strange, but um, we have a good little interview coming up with them. Also, I'll let you know that um did get all of our shirts in, 25 of them, and I started passing them out over the weekend, made some deliveries out north, out south, west. I mean, I went every every direction and dropped off stuff. I was really excited about getting everybody their shirts. Um, I haven't told anybody except for the people that actually have got their shirts. So if you haven't got your shirt yet, you probably don't even know about this. But in over the past year, I've been doing a lot of embroidery, and um, I started making little handmade patches and so i made little handmade patches of the logo and each one is handmade each one is completely different from the next and each one is numbered one through 25 and i got 25 shirts so i was like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna give everybody who gets a shirt one of these handmade patches from me and so that's really cool i've been passing them out i've already had a few people write write me and say they really they like it and they think it's cool and stuff and so here in you know a few days or a week or so after i get all the shirts passed out i'll post a picture of all 25 of them but it's pretty cool so i've been having a pretty good weekend um got to hang out with some friends and do some stuff and susie's back home from utah and uh so things are getting back to normal and i'm doing a podcast so it's valentine's day so before we get into the cubes i did want to play um a couple of other songs there was a brand new one from um joe savage it's called nobody new it's new new is then I don't want anybody new. Um, then we're going to have a, a newish song from The Traumatics called Cross That Line. And then we're going to go into a Bo Diddley cover, I'm a Man. And this is by The Cubes. Um, they covered Bo Diddley, I'm a Man. Seems like a decent Valentine's Day song. We'll do the interview, then we'll close it out with another song from The Cubes. It's a live version of My Babe. And that'll be it. And I wish you a happy Valentine's Day. I wish you all the love in the world. Hope everybody has a good week. And um, we'll get back at you next week. So we'll get into our music, get into our interview. And thanks, everybody. If I have one, maybe two shirts left, also if you haven't got one and you do want one, reach out to me. I might still have one available. All right. So, again, let's kick off the show with Nobody New and to cross that line. And I'm a man. I don't want to love 
nobody knew Too many strings can get stuck to you Try to peel them off, realize they're super glued on I don't wanna love nobody, nobody knew So I skip the tab, all my heart run out the back before it starts Won't make eyes so you don't see tears rolling down my cheek Won't ask a hand to be let go, can't get hitched or not a bow No going Dutch, I'll be alone, couldn't hang me up cause I'm so low All my crying nights are through Now I wanna smile even when I feel blue No worries about two timing again No time for love until, until my very end Tab on my heart, run out the back before it starts Won't make eyes so you don't see Tears rolling down my cheek Won't ask the hand to be let go Can't get hitched or not a bow No going Dutch, I'll be alone Couldn't hang me up, cause I'm so low I don't wanna love nobody new Too many strings can get stuck to you Try to peel them off Realize it's super glued now I don't wanna love nobody Nobody new I don't wanna love nobody Nobody new
exactly sure what we are I say yes, but maybe no I shouldn't stay, but I won't go Should we cross that line? Guess I'll have this problem for a long, long time. Long, long time. Only the best. Musical mugs to help you blast off, man.
Hello, this is Jeffrey Lord with the Funky Town Podcast. Hi, how are you doing? Good, good. This is Cubes. This is the Cubes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so we have Travis and Spencer and Landry. Yes. Is that right? Okay. I'm reading it off the internet. I'm acting like I know you guys. <laughs> yes, all three of us are here. Very cool. Um, yeah, I don't know if, if you guys are familiar with my show or not, but I've played a few of your songs over the past year or so I've really been um, digging on you guys. I like what y'all do. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate that. I haven't been able to get out and see you guys play, but um, yeah, when I played like one of the, f- one of the first shows that I played you on, um, a friend of mine reached out and was like, I know those guys. I think maybe cause I'm an old dude. I think maybe somebody she works with is like, one of your guys' moms or something. I, I should have asked her before I called you guys, but I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so you guys are out of Fort, out of Fort Worth, but you also do stuff in Austin and Denton, and I guess even Dallas. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we we're from North Fort Worth uh, originally, and we play around uh, as much as we can, really, just all over where the gigs are. Exactly, wherever they'll let us three rascals into, we're gonna show up and have a good time. Right on. Um, you've done recording also in like different spots. Like you've done a lot of recording here in town, but you've also done some recording down in Austin as well. Is that right? You kind of split. Yeah, we've. Time? Uh, We've done, uh, all of our albums have been self-recorded either here in Fort Worth or down in Austin. So we like to switch it up some to, to get a different sound. Yeah. So do y'all, um, do y'all do a lot of stuff in Austin as well? I mean, like, is it 50, 50 or do y'all, is it, is it mostly here and you just get down there when you can? Is, um, is anybody from Austin? No, we're no. all from here, okay. but, uh, he just goes to school in Austin. Okay, I was just wondering. Like, he lives down there. Yeah, I mean, I know Austin is right. a cool town, and I, I get it. While people go down there, I didn't know if there was some kind of, you know, oh yeah, I actually live down there, and we do half of it here and half of it there, whatever. That's cool. We got to go to Austin last year. There's a record label um, called Sostex, which I think is like, I think it maybe mean like San Antonio, Austin. You know, it's like S A S U S T E X or something like that. But um, they had a big showcase, and um, we got to go down there and see see a lot of bands. And it's like I love it down there. The, the scene's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. we haven't got to play out there yet. Here down there. Oh yeah, no, it's still fun. At least the parts that I go to, it's still gritty. There's other places that are, you know, probably more, um, you know, corporate or kind of just blah. But there's still the little gritty, the gritty holes that are there. Obviously, yeah. We're just happy to see you know the scene coming back because they definitely lulled for a while, but just like everywhere else during yeah. the height of the pandemic. So just to see people again out having a good time again, it, it means a lot. It's, there's a lot of opportunity down there, so we want to take as you know as much advantage of it as possible. Now you guys are all pretty young, right? Like early twenties. We are all yeah, twenty one. We're all twenty one. Yeah. All twenty one. Okay. Um, so what got you guys into doing like psychedelic blues type? Well, our first uh, jam together, we bonded over a mutual love of the band Cream. Okay. And we we decided to adopt their power trio format because we didn't see a lot of other bands doing that or playing that type of music. And uh, it was really something that appealed to us after playing other types of music before. And we like punk rock and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because me and Landry were in a band before the Cubes together. And it was like punk and grunge and stuff, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Nah, this isn't really like for us." Yeah, we saw we saw you know it, you could draw some people out and you know get a scene you know going with that and get a good crowd going. But musically, yeah, we wanted something a, di- a little bit different for sure. We wanted to test our skills, you know, not relying on having a five piece band, you know, because in a in a trio, you know, everyone's part, is, you know, their responsibility is magnified. Yeah, because less room for mistake, obviously. Yeah, I got a buddy who's like the purest form is, you know, he, he says it's a three-piece band because it is just drums, rock, or it's just drums, bass, and, and and guitar and vocals, you know, coming from three exactly. folks. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it it sounds good. Now, you do have other players um, that will kind of come along and add stuff here and there in the albums. Mm-hmm. We have had several guests. Um, once on our, our most recent album that came out uh, a few weeks ago, we got um, a bass player friend of mine from Austin to come in and play with us. Um, 
that was really fun to have a real double bass on a cube song we'd never done that before yeah bringing in the stand-up bass just uh it was so cool hearing that thump just because you know it's the difference between just the mediums is so cool yeah and hearing it live in person was awesome that's cool yeah so um like this album that y'all just um did it's like the first i guess 10 tracks are all studio tracks and then the rest of it is live stuff yeah it's kind of two-thirds studio and one-third live just about we we really modeled the that kind of after cream's third album wheels of fire where they adopted the simultaneous studio and live combo album oh cool and we also thought that was something a lot of bands don't really do either is in emphasize live recordings and exactly and we think live performances to us are just as important as as studio recordings sure yeah no that, you're, you're right there's not a lot I, I can't think of any bands in town that are putting out like even like a live track or two you know um like is yeah for real king but, um but, but let alone like a I, I know that when i was younger um i would buy live albums because i wouldn't be able to go see whatever band it was play a lot of times but i could get the live record or the live you know um cd and um that was always cool it's like yeah i don't know if 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 are even major label bands even doing live albums anymore? I get probably not because because you have DVDs and all that stuff. Confused. It doesn't seem so at all. It feels like we've gone more studio heavy and studio uh, emphasis on the studio techniques and what can be done through different um, means of technology versus the, yeah, like you said earlier, the pure form of just playing live with drum, bass, and guitar. It feels like some. Music is more about the shock value or it's, you know, aesthetic presentation over its um, sonic qualities. Yeah, yeah. You may be right. Um, we also like to do the, the live recordings just also for people who, who don't come to the shows or don't live in the area and uh, can get a taste of what it's like to, to hear it in person. Um, and we like to hear the kind of difference that we do between the studio and live stuff. Mm-hmm. Playing the same song sounds a little different. We do different things every night. It's it's kind of a switch it up, yeah. 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 And we use it as a form for critique too, almost because after every show, you can you can bet your ass we're going to be back at our studio space uh, listening to it and thinking, oh, I could have done this better, or this song was good, but we could have done this better. So it, it's just so many good uses come out of recording every show. We yeah. kind of learn. Do you record your practices as well? We've started, yeah. Yeah, because I know, I know people who do that for the same reason they can, you know, because they'll just play and they'll be like, oh, this doesn't sound like I thought it did or this could have sounded better. And a lot of times when you're listening back, you might hear it going somewhere it doesn't go that you didn't think about in the moment. You're like, oh, I know how I'm going to do that different next time. It should have went this way, you know. So, mm-hmm. so that's cool. All right. Um, yeah, no, I, I was wondering, because uh, I was trying to think when I got into – like I'm not a hardcore psychedelic guy, but I, I do like a lot of psychedelic music. And I was trying to figure out if it was, if the music came before trying psychedelic drugs or if the psychedelic drugs came and then the music. And I think the music came, you know, before. Because at first I was kind of like, what does the, you know, all these kids know about like some of the psychedelic um, stuff? Like, have you ever done any type of, I don't want to say illegal substance or anything to alter your mind while well, making this kind of it's, music. It's actually kind of funny that you ask what the, what came before because like the first night that we all got together and like 
formally agreed to become a band is like the we did acid that night and we we all just decided like you know we became connected like as one because we were jamming cream our favorite <clears throat> and uh yeah it was a, the psychedelics just really like boosted us into like the kind of I don't know, like culture of psychedelic music and stuff. Yeah, that shit just makes you want to play for thirty minutes at a time. Like, it, yeah. there's a reason people take it, and it, it just the feeling is not so different in the actual playing, um, but just uh, how it feels. It's hard to describe. No, no, no. I know. Yeah, you just got to be careful too, because um, you should record some of those trips where you're playing and you're like, "Man, this sounds so great," and then you listen to it and you're like, "Okay." <laughs> We went on a little bit long there, <laughs> you know. That's, yeah, definitely. We've been in that position hundreds of times. Yeah, really. Okay, that's a little bit much. All right, we shouldn't have done that, but yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's man, it's been a long time um, since I was able to do those kinds of things, and um, but I listened to all your albums. I was like, oh man, I wish if I ever, if I ever get to do it again, I'm definitely putting on you know this album or or this album. There's a bunch now that I that I would love to listen to under the influence um that i just can't anymore but you're definitely on that uh, on that list one of my favorite ones is the um and maybe oh yeah um because that's what that's what we make it for you know yeah i used to say you know i want to make music was it it's like i want to make music to do drug or no there was a good saying it's like i make music to do drugs to yeah i do music to make drugs to do music to yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your album Discovery One that came out last year. That's the one that I've been mm-hmm. listening to a whole lot. I really like that record. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. No, I, I love the way that it starts off. I like the lyric where you're talking about Planet Texas and seeing the oil fields from space. It's like, that's good stuff. I really like it. And then just going through, it's got a lot of the. Like it says, one of your influences is the Beach Boys, and you you can hear some of the Beach Boys influences in some of these songs. Thank you. Yeah, that's definitely uh, me, Travis, uh, doing that. I I love incorporating the harmonies into that, and the the Beach Boys were great psychedelic influence on us too, and they really showed us and and me what what you can do with a song and where you can take it. Yeah, because it doesn't always have to be weird. It can sometimes be fun, you know, and kind of mix it together. Right. And that's what's great about uh, about this album is that it's it's both fun and weird. I haven't got into the new one as much. I've listened to it a little bit. Um, you know, I, I just know the previous one earlier. That's also brand new. Your new one, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I'm looking forward to getting into it into it more. But yeah, I like a lot of the influences, and I like a lot of the the blues stuff and the and the slide stuff and it seems like you guys are doing really good for being as young as you are um you sound like at least to me it sounds kind of seasoned you know like you've been doing it a while and you know what you're doing yeah it'll be five years uh we've been playing together this october oh wow Mm -hmm. so you've been doing it since teenagers yeah yeah man it's been it's been a crazy ride we always discuss and joke, you know, in between our, you know, songs during practice about how many bands we've seen come and go since the conception of us as the Cubes. And it, it just makes us grateful to, you know, realize that when you find musicians you like as people just as much as you like as them being musicians in themselves, you know, you want to hold on to those people. You want to try to, you know, play as much as possible with them. 
because music at the end of the day, you know, it, it might be cliche to say it, but you should be having fun. That's, yeah. that's, that's the reason why people do it to, you know, as an outlet. And so we're, we're very grateful for the longevity we found, you know, playing together. Do y'all all live together and stuff? Thankfully not. Because no. we have okay. too much of each other, probably. <laughs> There's some yeah, bands that are that way. Here, so. Um, all right, and then y'all do. It seems like y'all do a lot of stuff out in in Denton. Have you found one city um, receives y'all better than another one? It seems like Denton really takes to the psychedelic groups mm-hmm. a yeah. lot. When we've put together shows and played with other people. We've gotten some great reception with other psychedelic bands. So it seems like the college crowd is is into that sort of. Um, music and it's coming back it seems to be coming back from what we've seen but denton especially has liked us and last night in fact we just played in pantigo okay. at one of our favorite uh venues with um some other like-minded bands and we we like finding people that mm-hmm. that share our our sentiment about music absolutely um yeah no that there's definitely that scene um over here, it's a little bit more underground. It, it seems to be a little bit more prevalent out towards Denton, um, as far as like a psychedelic scene or whatever. And I would think Austin would be a good place for that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just kind of hard to. We've been trying to get gigs in Austin because uh, it seems like the psychedelic scene is doing really well there. But I don't know, it's we just don't know where to start. Yeah, it's it's difficult to to start in in one place in the DFW area with all of our our bands and connections and places that we know and then pick up somewhere in Austin and we just haven't made the effort to get down there but I know that we will yeah we definitely will which you might can do you might can find some Austin bands that are doing something similar that you'd like to play with and see if you can get them up here playing on one mm-hmm. of your bills you know, and become friendly with them, and maybe they'll ask you to come down there and play with one of them on one of their bills. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they can listen to this and reach out. That's the power of the internet. Yeah, you never know. You never know. All right. Yeah. Um, and so all your stuff that you have um, is streaming. I like to find it on Bandcamp, and I encourage people to get it. Get it on Bandcamp because you get the majority of the, or you get a way b- bigger payday than Apple or spotify but you can find it anywhere yeah we we try to make our music available uh everywhere on the internet but we really like Bandcamp because um it definitely allows listeners to support us directly if they want and you can get more bonus songs and and tracks and things like that we like to add stuff to our Bandcamp releases to make it worth it um but we are on all the major streaming services just so that people can hear us the way they they use music Another cool thing about Bandcamp is like I'm on the, um, I guess I'm on y'all's mailing list. So the whole time you were getting ready to release the album, you're sending out emails and you're talking about each song, um, how it was recorded, where it it was recorded. I mean, I could do the pod, I I could do this podcast on your album w- without you just reading all the stuff that that you wrote about every single song. And I think that's really cool. There's like so much more than just liner notes. You know, I mean, you can get anything you want to know about any song on this album it's it seems like you have it written down somewhere or one of you guys are doing it 
<laughs> yeah, um, that would be uh, me, Travis. I I run the the Bandcamp page, and I I like to engage with with the followers like that, and it kind of allows people to get a good insight on on how we make the the songs from start to finish in in their end form. And uh, I think it's it's a lot of fun to to remember all the times we've had recording because it, each time we listen to a song, we remember what a great time we had recording it and, and writing it. Absolutely, I feel like we also take pride in being very detail oriented. And some people, some groups might just be focused on you know um, getting their album out, but I think we like doing the the little um, releases you know before the actual album comes out. We we appreciate giving that insight to the people who might be listening to it on release day yeah and i think it gives a little bit of anticipation and excitement building up to the day as well mm-hmm. so yeah Absolutely. very cool um all right i had some um some just kind of fun um some fun questions i was trying to find some that might be more of a group questions but <laughs> we can also pick to who gets to answer what but we'll do this one so this one is like, if you had to change your name, what would your new name be, and why would you change it to that name? But let's just go ahead and go with with the band. Let's say that you got a call and said, hey, you guys can't be the Cubes anymore. You're being sued for likeness or whatever. Uh, Do you guys have like a backup band name, like a different name you guys would, would want to use? We we have never thought never. of that. No. That would have caught uh, pretty with our pants down. Yeah, we'd yeah. be stuck. Let's just pray that day never comes. You know, if we had to to choose, I think we would resort to to some movie reference. We'd have to something. It'd, it'd be the quickest thing to come up with that we can, you know, make a nice background story for. That's how our our original name was exactly was made in the first place. It was a movie thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's named after a Stanley Kubrick. The director. Uh-huh. So uh, we okay. just really like the film. They're kind of psychedelic in themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And so we thought his attention to detail was was a good model for us to to go into music. Now, um, over here by TCU, this is where I live is um, kind of by the TCU area, South Fort Worth. Uh, yeah yeah exactly they're the jewelry place it's called cubes k-u-b-e-s you know and i'd wondered if like somehow either y'all got it from that like seeing it or maybe somebody in the family was related to i don't know why they're named what they're named i thought it was the last name no they just yeah, know yeah. from us obviously we, yeah. we, my uh girlfriend goes to tc spencer and uh one day we were like driving around there and i saw that sign and i was like oh my god that's a it says cubes on it. Uh-huh. I was I was like totally shocked. <laughs> For real, I would be too. You know, we had already come up with the name by the time any of us had ever seen yeah. the jewelry place. I think we promise, we promose. Oh yeah, I believe you. Um, you know, I should shoot a video on that street with that kind of sign in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah not say anything. That's I'm a good like, idea. Let people notice it for themselves. Yeah, Just, like like take a picture of it for an uh, album cover. Yeah, for real. All right, here's a good one. Um, for any one of y'all. So, uh, what problem or situation did TV movies make you think would be common, but when you grew up, you found it wasn't? Do you know what I mean? So, when you're watching TV, you're like, oh, this is a big problem, obviously, for everybody. And then when you get older, you're like, this doesn't happen to anybody. I feel like I had the worst fear of, like, just anyone who was older than me when I was a little kid because I used to have this 
just weird kind of uh, idolization of older people. And I used to think, oh, anytime I talk to them, they're going to think I'm stupid, you know, something like that. And then you find out most people you meet, as long as you're kind to them off the, you know, first part of the conversation, they're going to be kind back to you. So, right. I mean, I know that's kind of painful. But I used to, especially like when you're just a younger kid, you know, before you even become like a teenager, you're scared to to talk to any adults. But then like once you literally, at least for me personally, like, hey, like, 15, 16, you just realize they're human beings too. Yeah, my kid's kind of the same way. He's scared to go to middle, he's only in fourth grade, but he's already nervous about going to middle school because all these TV shows and stuff that shows bullying in, in middle school. And mm -hmm. so, he, so he, he thinks that bullying is going to be a big problem in, in middle school because of movies and TV. When I was little, I thought it was quicksand. Everybody was falling into quicksand. Everywhere they went, people were in, in, in quicksand. Yeah, and it's like I've never seen quicksand. But, you, man, when I was growing, growing up, it felt like everybody was falling into quicksand on TV. I was really afraid of, uh, like, falling in those. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> or, like, a piano. A piano. Yeah, falling you're, you're using a piano and they drop it on you. It seems like it, you know. The, and they're all made from... I didn't know Acme was a real thing. They actually... There is an Acme brick company. I didn't know that was real. I thought that was just a Bugs Bunny thing. Right. They don't make rockets, though. I think it is just bricks. Right, right. They don't make rockets. <clears throat> Are y'all going to watch the uh, Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to watch, watch it. Yeah. Watch. I'll probably watch it just because it's the um, it's the thing that everybody's going to be talking about tomorrow. But I'll be probably also be doing some of this stuff as well. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm not as big into it as we most don't people. Miss any, uh, we don't want to miss any of the commercials. Yeah, exactly. And I also, and I'm watching it too for the sole hope that Philly loses because I can't stand any other sports fans. Yeah, I hate from the Dallas Cowboys fans. Yeah, really. yeah, that's the way everybody feels around here. It's like, oh, the Philadelphias are, you know, their fans are awful, and they are awful towards us. Um, but they're probably for the team. <laughs> I bet for the they're team, they probably think it's the best. Whether they win or lose, all right? Let's just be honest. What's that again? I said Philadelphia people are going to go crazy and riot whether they lose or, or win tonight. Let's just be honest. Oh, yeah. Right. They'll be either way. Um, are y'all fans of Rihanna at all? Uh, no, I can't say really. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, she's a good singer. That's why. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about her either. I mean, I know because she's so famous that I know who she is in a couple of songs, but I'm not. Um, my daughter asked; she's 18. She asked me who was doing the music, and I told her, and she's like, "Oh, and so she's actually kind of excited to see her play." Um, all right, but yeah, I'm looking forward to all the. The reason why I even thought that because one of the. Um, one of the questions I was looking at is what's the worst commercial that you've recently seen? And then I started thinking about all the Super Bowl ads. Hmm. Yeah. I would say it's, Go ahead. I saw a Burger King commercial last night and every run, everyone in the room sang along to it. Man, it's just because it, it was weird. They're doing their job good. That's why. <laughs> it's that Whopper, 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 that, that song, right? Bro, yeah. It yeah. come on after like the worst injury on like, a, on like sports television, but it's going to make me sing to it. That's for sure. Dude, that thing has gone viral. They have remixes of it. They have like 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 Daft Punk remixes of that song, and it's kind of genius, you know. But yeah, it's gone viral, and that's why everybody because it's on it's everywhere now. They've that song has gone crazy viral. 
Um, we need to write a jingle. Yeah, we need to write a jingle in case Rich off. Yeah, Whopper, 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 Whopper. Was it Double Bacon Junior Whopper? You know. We'll DM Burger King on Instagram tonight. Yeah, the macros. Oh yeah, we'll go. We'll, instead of Burger King, we'll go to the rivalry. Yeah, we'll go to McDonald's. We'll get. We'll write them a good jingle. They already have a pretty good jingle, and it's just I'm loving it. That's you know, short and sweet. It could use a 21st century update. Yeah. Yeah, put a, need like a song. Put a little phase on it. Yeah, it would be like make a psychedelic vibe. Yeah. What's the most interesting thing that you've seen or read this week? Hmm. I think I've been obsessed with the chat GPT lately. Just um, its implications for broader work, whether it's in school or just in like any other type of jobs. I think reading over that has been very fascinating over the past week or so. Okay. I would say like that they've been shooting down a bunch of unidentified objects yeah, that's that in an American airspace. Yeah. And Canada airspace. Yeah. That's very weird, man. That's, that's pretty trippy. And then there's the, um, there's a whole train derailment thing that happened in Ohio where there's like, all oh, this chemical, fire going off and they're like everything's fine everything's cool just nothing's happening here it's meanwhile people are going to start growing like a third arm or something they're like oh sorry it wasn't a yeah i think people's pets are dying and chickens are dying in the city oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's great no it's it's been kind of a crazy thing this week um and earthquakes are coming too. Dude, yeah, the Turkey earthquake is so sad to see just the devastation from all of that. It's so big. Yeah, um, crazy. Well, here, here's a Super Bowl question. If you were given one minute ad slot during the Super Bowl that you couldn't sell, what would you fill it with? Will you change the world uh, we and a lot of people inspire them? We would make a promo for the cues. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's what, I think that's what you should do. Maybe a short little music video. Yeah. yeah, we could be original and come up with a short music video, something like that, or do like a Cube's take on like a classic, like Super Bowl commercial that everyone would know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, like um, like the Coke one. I'd like to take the. Well, I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> Coke. That's from the 70s. Right? Yeah. From, yeah. From, from I probably watched that live. And they all have the candles <laughs> and they're all singing. That's a cool one. Yeah. People remember that still. So that's how you know. Yeah, back on the jingle, man. The jingle is the way to get famous is what I'm taking away from this conversation. Dude, it's really nutty, man. I mean, it's like some of these people I think could, I think you could make a living if you could, if you could write a good jingle, you know, because some of this stuff is, oh, for sure. you know, even like locally, um, they had the one that was like, um, I think it was a car place, but it would tell you exactly how to get there. It was, it was like South on Thirty Five Allsbury Exit Fort Worth, and I would sing it every time it would come on the radio. And there's a, there's the one guy that's like, I got a ranch in downtown Dallas. I buy diamonds by the ton. I case, I case, well, I chase cooties in my Cadillac. I drill oil wells just for fun. But when I need a, a, a boot that. It's, it's, it's just a warehouse, Western Warehouse, but I don't know if you've ever heard that one, but it's like all these great, even local ads. Um, but you know, if you can write a catchy jingle, mm-hmm. you know, you can, 
And on TikTok, do you ever, or I don't, I don't have that, but I have the Facebook Reels. Do you ever watch the little stories, the the, the little um, ads? I watch all the ones with the dog, so I get all the little, have you heard the, he's a good little puppy, he don't live on the streets. Have you heard that one? He don't want <laughs> no money, he's got something. It's it's so great. It really is. It it's like we need to move our, our songwriting abilities towards that. Yeah, we'll focus on that full time. Mm-hmm. Just write crazy little songs that'll work in like TikTok videos. Like a huge audience, like like puppy dog songs. There's the um, yeah. no, but it is cool because people can you know, and you can make your music available to Facebook um, and Instagram and t- 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 TikTok, whatever. So if somebody does want to put music in their video or whatever, they can use yours, and um, and people do that. And sometimes those songs will go viral, and the band will actually, you know, have like a little one hit wonder for. A little while. Yeah, I don't know how it happens, but a lot of times whenever it will heck, whenever I post this one, I'll take a picture of the um, so, something to do with the show, and then I'll put it on Instagram, and then I'll try to put music in back of it. And the first thing I'll do is I'll look for for you guys and see if I can find thirty seconds of one of your songs, and it'll play while the picture's up. Yeah, you know? we're we're on there. All of our songs should be on on Facebook and Instagram, where you can pop up a little song there. We like using that to to promote our own socials, just yeah. so people can hear a little taste of it, yeah, before they. And so and they, now you just need to get people, you know, making skating videos or heck, even psychedelic color changing visual videos and have some of your music in the background, oh. you know. Oh, cool! Like a cool like lyric videos are getting pretty insane with like AI art now, especially on YouTube. So oh, yeah, anything yeah. in that would be pretty dope. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. All right, man. We're always um, looking for for artists and people we can collab or get in touch with for that kind of things. Well, that's cool. If anybody um, wants to reach you guys, they can find you on Facebook for sure. Are you guys on Twitter and Instagram? Yeah, we're on those as well. Okay. Yes, you can find us. We're at CubesTX. Um, on those Instagram and Twitter. So we, we try to post on there fairly often and update people about all of our, our happenings. And you got some shows coming up. Anything that I know you have a couple in March, anything this month? Um, we just finished a show, um, yesterday, but I don't think we have any this month, but we are going in March. Okay. I think it was good records. One of them in Dallas. Uh, yeah, top ten records. Top ten yes. records. That's what it was. Top ten. My bad. Cool, cool. All right. Um, I think that's everything that I had. Unless you, um, you guys had anything else you wanted to mention? The, your new album is out. They can get it on Bandcamp. I think it's ten dollars. They can find you there. Um, yes, you can get the deluxe edition on Bandcamp with lots of bonus tracks. Uh, you can listen to the the regular album on all the major streaming services. Awesome. Dude. Well, it was really great to meet you guys. Yeah, yeah thanks. this is awesome. Thanks for, uh, you know, inviting us on to your show and calling us. We yeah. appreciate it. My, my pleasure. And, um, yeah, I'll I'll come and see you guys real, real soon. I really want to see you guys play live. Cool. Yeah. I hope to see you there. All right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and good luck. And I, um, I'll talk to you next time. All right. Take it easy. Thank you. Thank you for having us on. We appreciate it very much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good one. You too.